Hello, everybody, and welcome to Deep Rooted Podcast, sponsored by Midnight Entertainment. I'm your host, Dominic Powell. I'm here with my castmates. What we're going to do now, we're going to introduce everybody, let us let you know our backstories and, you know, what we're doing, what to reach us on. To the left of me, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Ornella. I was born in Cameroon, uh, Central Africa. I came to the U.S. Uh, about eight years ago now. Uh, I'm a student at Temple University, uh, pre-health major, but an activist at heart, so <laughs> I'm here today. My brother? What's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Mark Weiss. Uh you can follow me on Instagram as uh, y- YC underscore 610. I do music. Um, I'm a self-made business owner. I have a website, retail online retail store called MerkabaBrothers.com. That's spelled M-E-R-K-H-A-B-A-B-R-O-S.com. Um, I'm an ex-Marine. I did four years in the military from 2009 to 2013. Um, did a couple tours, traveled the world, you know, been to Japan, Germany, a few other places, um, and then came back home. Uh, I guess you could say I am a veteran now, you know, I suffer from PTSD. So, like, that's kind of another thing I'm working on. Um, I kind of want to get that out there more so to the public and, you know, get people, you know, more into learning about mental health and, you know, mental illnesses and, I mean, start looking for solutions. You know, that's a little bit about me. You can reach out, you know, DM me or whatever. We could talk. And that's about it. Little sis. Hi, my name is Aisha. I'm actually a medical assistant, so to be certified. Um, right about now, I'm just doing a little bit of work in the medical field, and I plan to go back for my RN certification. And I actually want to open up a business, and more talks will be coming along with that. Oh, and I'm also from Philly. So. <laughs> and again, I'm Dominic. Um, I'm the CEO of Midnight Entertainment. You can find us on Facebook at Midnight Entertainment LLC, as well as on Instagram, same thing, Midnight Entertainment LLC. It's M-I-D hyphen N-I-G-H-T Entertainment LLC. Reach out to me. We're a comic book company that also does clothing and graphic design. So if, if ever you need, like, you know, um, design me, you can holler at us if ever you're looking for like, you know, new fashion and stuff. You know, we got a little we got a little merchandise going on and stuff, so you know, I'll post links to our Teesprings as well as like, you know, uh, where you can all reach us at. Alright, taking a break. Podcast. This is your host again, Dominic Powell. Um, so, I want to ask everybody a little, you know, a little more questions about why they're why they've chose to pursue what they're pursuing. You know, so you you can learn us more and we can get to know each other more. Um, I'm start with my little sister. All right. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, um, 
basically the medical field I've already always had an interest for it but um I don't really think that you know I plan on stopping once I do hit the RN but I feel like okay. that's just a step for me and it's also going to provide the money for me to actually branch off and do the businesses or franchises that I do want to open. I don't understand why people stop at RN anyway. I why? wouldn't. I feel like once you get to that point, like you should definitely, like never stop working on yourself. That's yeah. one of the things right. that I believe in. Yeah, absolutely. Right, because like when it comes to like, you know, as far as what I see in Philly, a lot of people become RNs, but they really don't branch out. They don't do nothing else. Like, yeah. Yeah, like... Now, I do, like, want to, I want to be some type of surgeon, but I just feel like yeah. I would have to get over the fear, but I feel I like RN is the next step for me since yeah. I'm finished with my medical I think that's definitely, program. like, something we need to, like, see more, like, more often, like, mm. black surgeons, like, yeah. like, neurosurgeons and things like yeah, that, not like, yeah. not like, not like, not like, and massages originally, and that was the plan. I did want to be a um, neurologist, but, um. It kind of scared me because, you know, you mess up in the brain and someone could be paralyzed for life or even die. Yeah. So yeah. then I changed it from neurology to the cardiology because I actually okay. like how the heart operates. But I don't know. I, I think I just like the human body and I find an interest in everything that it does. So that's one of the reasons why I got into the field. So that's very important. Like, you know, this is what we had. This is all we had. Yeah. Like, it's like, your you know, life right there. Exactly. temple. We're born <laughs> with this. We're supposed to take care of it and know what's going on with exactly. ourselves. Exactly. So if you're not taking care of your temple, what are you doing? Exactly. And that also sends to, like, you know, what we're putting in our body, what we're ingesting, what we're eating. Because a mm -hmm. lot of stuff is, like, harmful for us now. Yeah, it's yeah. passed by the CDC, Everything but it's not healthy yeah. for us. Everything and, they add to the food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they allow a certain amount of different stuff in the food anyway, so you can never know what's really safe for you. Right, right. Unless you grow it yourself. Yeah. And then that's still, and then that's still like you know, then they're gonna up in the air. Legal you don't issues. know what they doing to the the air, the ground, the soil, and the water. Yeah. The water, yeah. The chemicals that's being put in the soil, the chemicals that's being like you know put in the water and everything. It's over twenty chemicals in tap water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And most of it is like medicine, like medicines that you'll find like in the pharmacy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Barium that's why in some places you really can't drink the tap water. Yeah. Like they have, a, there's a list in there that shows like you know the cities that you're not supposed to drink the tap water simply because of what they put into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we've already seen the effects of what happened if you drink Flint water. Yeah, it's, and it's still bad. Still mm -hmm. bad effect. Mhm. Mm yeah, it's been going for years too. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. Like that's that's one thing that we all need to actually like you know get together and think of a solution on. Like I, there is like a lot of people that's doing things for it and stuff. Um, an example, Jaden Smith has actually been supplying them with water from his own company and stuff. Mm -hmm. The company that he has, you know, um, he's been supplying them with like clean drinking water and water for them to cook mm -hmm. with and bathe with and stuff. You know, that's helping out. But other than that, like you know, it's it's our job to actually like you know look out for everyone else also. Exactly. Even though it's not happening to us, we still need to like you know reach out and like you know reach out and give a hand because that Absolutely. means a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next, my brother, I want to ask you like you know what made you pursue what you're pursuing as far as like you know music, you know talking about I mean, mental health and everything. I always had a love for music, like just as far back as I can remember, like. 
I can just remember just being in the house watching like UNTV rap <laughs> at like three years old and like my mom yeah. yelling at me like it's eleven o'clock like, what are you doing like so I was always into like rap and like music you know I mean? this is all music in general because mm. like I wasn't I didn't know about like BT or nothing like that mm. like back then I don't even think BT was like around and if it was I damn sure didn't know about it at three four years old. I was watching MTV all the time, so like, yeah. I was like, yeah, so I was like, yo, MTV rap, MTV raps, I used to see, like, Beastie Boys all the time. Yeah. I remember a lot of, like, Madonna videos, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson videos. It was like, a VH1 also, because, like, I used to, like, yeah. tune into, like, the VH1, Island Soul, and stuff like that when I was younger, and so, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. music back then. So, yeah, like, mean, so then yeah. just going from that to, like, Rap City, the basement, mm-hmm. and then just, mm-hmm. like, and then, like, in my teenage years, like, that's when, like, Philly rap, like, really became, like, crazy. Like, everybody start, like, mm-hmm. everybody start getting popped and, like, everybody start getting hot. That's when we had, like, the Reed Dolls and, mm-hmm. and then, like, Meek and all that stuff. And then they took off. So, like, I was always in the music. But, like, the military, like, mm-hmm. that was just, like, a series of unfortunate events. I, like, you know, just, I mean... When I joined, there was like the recession that hit, so it was like no okay. jobs. I think I was like twenty. Yeah, so I was, you joined there looking for like you know a way to like be able to provide for yourself. And yeah, everything. and just like just I need I think at that time I needed structure. Yeah. Cause you know I was just I was just running the streets, and then like at that point in time, like I mean a lot of people probably not thinking like that, but it's like yo I'm either going to end up in jail or dead. Like I gotta mm-hmm. do something with myself. Like right. I'm going I'm doing a bunch of craziness. Like and I don't want to like I mean do this to my family no more. So it was just like why don't you join the military? Mm-hmm. You see value in yourself and like you know what you want to do. Absolutely. So like you know I I joined that, but you know. It is what it is. It's good times and bad times. Definitely was more good times than bad, but like, you know, this war and just violence and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It does it does things to people, like and you You've know seen the ugly side. I've like, seen crazy things. I've definitely seen the best and the worst in the world. Like so like and you know like you can never you'll never I honestly could say like I'll never be the same from that. Like right. but like I don't think anybody would be. So, like, you know, me going through, you know, what I've been going through, like, you know, since I got out in 2013, so it's been six years. So, like, it's like the readjustment to civilian life, you know. At one point, I was just, like, super antisocial. Like, I couldn't go to restaurants. If I did, I had to be sitting in the corner booth looking at oh, looking wow. at the door. Like, it was real yeah. crazy. Like, So, like, you know, just me just having to, like, find myself again and then like Mm -hmm. understanding like I'm not the only one that's going through this like and I want to help people because like it's hard like it took me four years to just even just come out and be comfortable enough to talk to other people about it so like that's one thing I definitely want I want to help people with like and you know and that helps like you know having someone that you like that's speaking about these issues that you can connect with because a lot of people I know they feel the same exact way yeah, yeah so because being able to like you know come out and sit here and speak your truth and everything yeah you know, and then like that's that's to. another thing because I feel like I feel as though I'm a very relatable person to just like the era that we live in or like just people going through issues like I 
I'm pretty sure, like, I feel as though, like, I can relate to a lot of people, like, mm -hmm. rather, like, there'll be men, women, like, we all go through the things that we go through in life, but, like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, I've been through a majority of the things a lot of people have been yeah. through. So, like, I mean, I can, if I can do anything, I can, like, try to cope, help you cope with it, or, like, right. even better, like, let's find a solution to, like, make both of our lives better. Right. And I definitely, like, that's definitely one thing I definitely want to work on, like, because especially, like, in our communities, like, mental health is just, like, it's like a taboo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? Like, nobody wants to talk about it. Exactly, yeah, like, and that's something that, like, we speak on a lot of times, like, you know, especially, like, with, you know, with our background and stuff, mental health is something that's, like, you know, that was a big factor in our lives and stuff because we have family members that, you know, we've been around 24-7 that actually deal with it, and we really never understood what was going on with them, and then at the same time, they couldn't really tell us what was going on with them, so, mm -hmm. you know, it either, like, you know, made or break, break, uh, broke the relationship. Right. So, like, you know, that, it helps actually being able to figure out, you know, what's going on and how to be able to, like, let people around you know about it and how you can see here. It definitely like, really you know, does. Cause, yeah, it definitely does because I definitely messed up, like, a lot of, like, relationships because of it, you know, just because, like, you know, the unfamiliarity and, mm -hmm. like, the feelings that you're going through and then like mm -hmm. people not understanding like why you feel the way that you feel the mood swings the anxiety you know the depression like people will not understand it and then it's like you know what i'm gonna just fall back on them because like right. i mean i don't know what's going on or he's crazy i don't want to mm -hmm. deal with them like people generally like alienate you or you separate yourself from them yeah but that's because like you know Growing up, especially in the black mm -hmm. community, like yeah. you can't really talk to your parents or your family about depression because they'll like be like, "Oh, you're too young for that," mm -hmm. or you don't know what that feeling is. Like, I feel like if more people actually right. like mm -hmm. took more time to actually understand what someone is going through, then that would kind of dissolve some of the issues. Because if you're yeah. going through something, especially at the time, like you're not going to really feel like talking about it too much. But I mean, people around you should understand also, you know. Like the whole Flint, Michigan thing, like, you know, people literally, like, they don't step outside of themselves enough where, you know, they they generally look at other people's problems as, like, you know, it's not happening to me. Right. So I shouldn't be worrying about it. I shouldn't care. And but that's, that's the, the thing, problem. like, that, that's, that's a big problem. Like, everyone should actually do that because not only are you sitting here and you're reaching out to the person that, you know, is, is going through some shit. Mm -hmm. But you're making like you're letting them know someone cares. Exactly, mm -hmm. because it's a lot of people. They're like, okay, well, I don't live in Michigan. I don't live in that state. I don't live in that city. But if it was happening to you, you want that same compassion. Mm -hmm. So I you mean, have to kind of. I'm definitely a, like a firm believer in like when people be like, oh, that's not my problem. Like I'm a firm believer in like on some level and some aspect or perspective, like it is your problem. Like mm -hmm. no matter what it is, like. I just feel like that, like, no matter, like, I mean, especially, like, with things like the Flint, Michigan thing, like, because, like, what if it, like, everybody made it their problem, and mm -hmm. everybody actually helped, instead of the, the few people that, like, you know what I mean, whether they was, like, wealthy, or, like, 
I mean, if you didn't have the money, you actually mm-hmm. like, I mean, put, I mean, boots on on the ground and actually helped out, helped out them people and stuff that's like a that. Problem that can be easily solved. Like, yeah. You know, with enough people, Absolutely. like enough people behind it, it's like, and that's the thing when it comes to a movement, enough people behind it, you can shake mountains. Yeah. Like, look how far we've come as black people. Yeah. So that's something that we can definitely solve. Yeah. We just got to come together yeah. on it. And it's not like uh, we need like three mi- we need four millionaires and you know the these people to send us food and all. no you don't need that like all you need is a bunch of people that like actually want to help and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. actually have a solution and are working towards a solution agreed like, that's how i feel about like stuff that happens back home back home i mean cameroon or africa in general People are usually quick to say, oh, that's Africa, you know, it's not our problem, it's not happening here, so it doesn't affect us, but if you look at it from a health perspective, Mm -hmm. um, also, I feel like if, for example, there's an Ebola outbreak, like there is right now in the um, Democratic Republic of Congo, one, it it only takes one person flying from the Congo the u.s mm-hmm. for it to be in the u.s and then it's everybody's problem mm-hmm. you know so yeah because it seemed like that was the only time that they really made like the expression the care when it actually came into the u.s but mm-hmm. you know i feel like the people us and africa we're still connected because look at our skin you know yeah yeah it's not it's, just our skin there's a lot of traditions that we still have and everything like yeah when um the slave trade happened we lost a sense of identity and you know we were like you know hacked at by the roots yeah but a lot of the things that we still do now you know that's our motherland like that's still ingrained in us mm-hmm. yeah i was just like just now i was looking up my ancestor and then i turned to him and i said isn't it crazy how i'm like able to just i can go on google and google um bamun kingdom and that is my whole ancestry but you guys who were born here aren't able to do that. You can't trace back to mm-hmm. your roots. And I that's mean, something you that can, I but it's, thought about. It's, a, it's a little harder because, you know, a lot of people have been lied to about yeah. their, you know, I mean, their roots or their families and stuff. Like, what your family was doing, like, mm-hmm. because I remember, like, I thought, like, most of my family, like, lived up here, and, you know, but, like, most of my family's from, like, Churchill, Maryland, and, like, they fought in, like, the Geechee Wars and the Gullah Wars and stuff. Like, they was, like... Yeah. So, like, that changed, like, that right there just kind of, like, changed the whole narrative of, like, what my family was doing, like, in my aspect, because, like, like, you know, they tell us, like, yeah, you know, you go to school, you like, uh, I mean, majority of you guys were slaves, like, you come from slaves, and... And all that other stuff, but like they don't tell exactly. you, they don't tell you about the Gullah Wars. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you like they don't tell you Native Americans were actually like black people. Mm-hmm. Like, the first yeah. people that they encountered was actually us, the, yeah. copper, the so-called copper-colored Indians. Yeah, like, it's just crazy. And then like just people even telling you that like oh, like the Native Americans, black people were different people. Like that messes up like. Even just how you just think of yourself and, like, your culture. like Because mm-hmm. little do we know, like, when it came to, you know, the African descent natives, 
and you know the natives that were here on this continent they actually had a great relationship yeah but through colonialism they ended up separating it so um one thing i do want to like you know talk about real quick like i met this brother um you know and when we used to work at target <laughs> and like I, I came in the break room one day like yo me and him we just had like similar energy and i came in the break room one day and i seen him like you know um doing um doing like holistic help like with herbal medicine and everything like yeah, yeah. tell him how you got introduced to it yeah um i don't know just like i'm just a real just inquisitive person like i just like learning new things like i like reading like surprisingly like but i definitely like reading like about just different stuff and then just just getting into like you mean just listening to different like people dialoguing with people mm-hmm. talking about health and stuff and then like one of my good friends like one of my older friends he actually has a uh, colon cancer or, or some kind of oh, wow. cancer in his stomach right now so mm-hmm. like that was one another reason that like actually got me into like you mean learning about herbal health and like um herbal medicinal medicines okay. and stuff alkaline diets um or the vegan diet as as white people call it I guess but um yeah like just going just reading about that and saying that you can just re- pretty much reverse any disease mm-hmm. just by changing your diet and mm-hmm. which like you know me my sister and my brother we tried the vegan we, we didn't try we actually did the vegan diet and you actually feel better yeah. once you begin to cut meats and like you know anything with harmful chemicals anything that's GMO out of your diet you actually put your body in a state of repair yeah because you know i always used to think that you always was going to feel sluggish after anything that you ate but you know that like it's the meat it mm-hmm. is the meat the meat feels so heavy on you like if you eat you can so eat a whole bunch of stuff like a whole veggie based meal and you won't feel sluggish or tired or like you need to lay down and take feel a more energized. yeah and i noticed that especially like doing it for over a month and that's why I actually wanted to get that back to that. It moves through your body way easier, mm-hmm. like faster. Like every any time, like you start eating like like real good like that, you're like oh, I always gotta go to the bathroom. Like I was like that like when I first started. Yeah. Like, I'm always going to the bathroom. Like I don't understand. Like I ain't never had to go to the bathroom this much. Like, but it's just the way that you eat. Mm-hmm. And then like I started like reading up on like you know I mean eating red meat mm-hmm. mixed with bread. Then it creates like a like a like a doughy mm-hmm. glue substance, and it's like sticks to the inside of your like intestine. Oh and it's just like that's just not good, and it, it just sits in your it sits there for like days, like inside your. Well, first of all, we have to like you know bring into consideration that a lot of the meats that we get, whether it's like you know the beef, the chicken, the pork, the lamb, um, the goat. All that is already like days old. All that is already in this decomposing really, process. Well, even mm-hmm. if you go to the market and you mm-hmm. look at the meat and it's red, like real meat is not, real beef is not red. Mm-hmm. No, and but they don't tell you that. Nobody exactly. tells you like exactly. no. Like, I actually so. saw a video where they like they took the meat and they rolled it in blood like on a cutting board to mm. give it the color. Yeah. Because you know people they see blood they think it's fresher. But all right, everyone. Going on break. We'll be back with you shortly, okay?
become a gynecologist so let me just put that out there because I think I said I was a pre-medicine major but I didn't really specify what I was studying so gynecology is my field um, the reason why I chose to pursue it is because I grew up in a country where women and children are the my basically the minority of America and um, are treated very poorly, not given the proper care. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to do something to remedy that. And um, actually, becoming a gynecologist is only the first step in my plan because I would like to create a nonprofit organization that actually caters to women and children. Okay. It's called right now the name is Safe Haven Foundation, but I like I feel like the more I learn, the more knowledge I acquire, it's eventually gonna change. So don't quote me on that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the reason why I decided to um, go into gynecology because in order to create my company, I'm going to need money. Mm-hmm. So I decided to uh, study that. Um, my plan. It's like it's like a ten year plan. Like. First, I'm going to get this degree, start working in my field, and eventually, Mm -hmm. exactly, Mm -hmm. eventually I'm going to create my organization, and I'm not, and I'm not only hoping that it's going to be um, located in Cameroon, I'm hoping to expand to other parts of Africa where women basically have no rights, and um, the things that motivate me on the daily is, for example, for one of my classes, we're watching all these videos about uh, child marriage and these young girls being married, like married to old men yeah. at nine and, and conceiving at 12 and their bodies just not being able to bear all that because they're not ready for it. Right. So that's one thing that recently was hard. It was hard to watch, but it is the reality. So you just died mm-hmm. childbirth, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and not only that, there's also uh, female genital mutilation. Um, yeah. yeah. Where they just that. cut That's out. really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I actually looked yeah. into that. Yeah. And I did I actually did my junior thesis on that on in high school, so you can imagine a bunch of high school kids. <laughs> Their faces after me presenting, <laughs> white kids, <laughs> after me presenting, and and I had some visuals also. I tried not to be too graphic, but there there was only so much I can do with that topic, you mm-hmm. know. So I just felt like it was something that I had to put out there. Unfortunately, it still happens, but I'm blessed enough to have made it through um, intact. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's something that I also want to eventually um, impact or okay. like stop from happening. So yeah. Well, it's a good thing that you are um, kind of touching on that topic because, you know, I know that it's not common here, but I did hear that it was it's m- like maybe not as common, but it's yeah. yeah. And they that's say that like if you don't do that, that the video I watched, for example, the mother. Um, 
the well, the white lady that was interviewing the mm-hmm. the girl said that she asked, um, did you have to go through that? Was it painful? And they were like, hell oh, yeah, it was painful. Like coming into yeah. yeah, and then yeah, and they like said that yeah, yeah, and they said that if they didn't do it, they wouldn't be pure, they wouldn't be virgins, which was kind of confusing. Um, that part was confusing. And um, the lady also asked, um, will you do it to your daughter? And she was like, yeah, I'll do it myself. So after saying that it was painful and everything, she was still like, I have to, I'm going to do it so that um, my family could be honored and she can marry and all that. So it's just a lot of cultural, like, things that need to be, like, it, like a lot of those things don't make any sense. Yeah. Know? It needs so, to be brought up to date. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be educated exactly. and everything on it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like I'm from. Um, that just from, sounds like evil on a certain level, like. Yeah, and well, a lot of I also feel like a lot of that stems from a majorly patriarchal society because if you think about it, c- taking away a woman's clitoris is taking away her ability to feel mm-hmm. and experience pleasure during mm-hmm. sexual intercourse. So that also that oh, wow. plays an important um, factor. And the fact that they actually believe that if they don't do that, they won't be pure. You have to wonder why, what made them yeah, I don't understand Believe that. that. I don't understand you know? that logic at all. Because I can't yeah. even say that's like how circumcision is for guys. Because no. that's completely different. All that circumcision is is taking off the yeah, skin. Yeah, that's just yeah. skin. Yeah. That's just yeah. literally, you know, general mutilation. But to cut off the clitoris, that would be like chopping off the whole tip of yeah. your penis. Yeah. And there are like three stages to that. The first one, I three think. Three stages? Yeah. Because um, yeah. some women mm-hmm. is partially removed. Some women, it's like semi partially removed and some women is completely gone so they sew it they sew um <laughs> both of the lips together and that whole section is just gone you all you are is a baby making machine mm-hmm. and the way it's done it's even like it's like inhumane like no anesthesia no sanitation it's just a blade and they cut it and, and you just somehow it. heal if you don't make it oh well you know, because some women actually die from that. And you're talking about little girls, like, I think the earliest um, age I've heard was six. And they have to go through that, deal with that pain. And and it's just it's just a lot, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yep. Mm. That's about some of the things that I would like to address going forward when I actually create my company mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, like I think it's very important to introduce like, you know, the education of what that's actually doing. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, one thing that, you know, we'll end up talking about a lot is the solutions for how to progress, how to move forward, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but education is key mm-hmm. and being able to you know, bring that to people to let them know, like, you know, we understand that it, it's something that you've done culturally, traditionally, but this is actually what's happening when you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that these people don't understand. Um, obviously, they know, like, the risks and stuff. It's more so holding on to beliefs that are just 
detrimental in them refusing to they believe see that. Their belief of it being more righteous than mm-hmm. it doing damage mm-hmm. is it supersedes like yeah like, like it's so righteous that we don't care how bad we hurt these women mm-hmm. because it's a, such a righteous thing that we're doing like yeah. but, but that's the thing in reality like how can I don't want to like you know question anyone's belief but in my opinion how can it be righteous to sit here and mutilate and do this to, you know, the women that bear you. The women that bring us into this world. Exactly. I don't understand that. I don't. That's crazy. Uh, that, that's not, that's just... It sounds beyond hard. painful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Like, But that's the thing, like, you know, they need to be educated on it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Definitely a lot of crazy stuff like that going on. Like, women get stoned to death in Afghanistan for cheating on their husbands. Mm-hmm. Like, stoned. Mm-hmm. Like, bury you up to your neck and then throw rocks at you until you die. Oh like, that's that's how, yeah. like, that's crazy. And nothing happens to the men when they cheat because they're the man, right? They'd rather have multiple wives, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. But see, that's the thing. Like, usually people feel attacked when the subject of toxic masculinity is brought up because they actually don't really understand. First off, those people don't, like, you know, those males don't understand what toxic masculinity is. And then the women that bring it up, you know, they have their own idealism of what that toxic masculinity is. But toxic masculinity is when you're oppressing, you know, you're... you're, female counterparts, you know, your woman counterparts, as well as, you know, setting the standards of what being a male should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Beating your wife if, like, you know, she talks to you a certain way. Like, stoning her to death if she cheats on you. Mm-hmm. That's what toxic masculinity is. Yeah. You know, one thing... Even talking about the toxic... R. Kelly. You, you can even talk mm-hmm. about him. Like, he used to be, like, slapping the women. Like, I was watching these things. He was slapping the women around. If they was, like, if they would look at one of his, like, the people that he worked for. Or, like, if they waved at one of his homies or something, like, he would slap them or some crazy shit. Like, you not supposed to look at nobody. I actually people. haven't even seen it. Uh, like, you know, yes, I think I saw the first it's like episode. A, I, I think it's, oh like, it's like, a, I I think it's four parts. I, I heard it was four parts. Yeah, like, I saw the first part of it, but I didn't see anything beyond that, so I wouldn't really be able to speak too much on it. But right. I've seen it's like, it's, it's some things you don't want to bring, especially if you don't know, like, you know, the full story. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, of course, like, before Kelly... I don't agree with none of that. Since, like, you know, I found out about the Aaliyah thing at a young age, I haven't been a subscriber to his music. I haven't been supportive of his music and stuff. Like, as a person, like, that seems, like, that, that's, that's nasty to me. Yeah. And then but, even my whole thing with that is, like, why did it take y'all 20 years to tell us this stuff? But that's the thing. We can't blame on the victims because, no. of course, like, you know, there's cases where the victims, they do speak out. But they get hushed yeah, on. Yeah, it. nobody yeah, believes no one, them. Yeah, no one. Want, because of the person's status, no one wants yeah. to believe them. Mm-hmm. So many. But then you have power. to think mm-hmm. about like, mm-hmm. okay, if they got hushed, then why wait twenty more years? Like the same thing happened with the Bill Cosby situation. That's true. You know, I think that is, 
I don't say that he didn't do what he did, because to be honest, anybody speaking out on it, you could be lying, you could be telling the truth. That's not my place to speak on it. But it has to be like an ulterior motive behind it. Because it seems that like whenever a black man of power or black men that have some kind of influence, yeah, mm-hmm. whenever it's something with them when they're trying to progress or when they're trying to own rights to their own music mm-hmm. or when they're even trying to buy a network, it's always something that gets dug up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. especially a Bill Cosby situation, you know, these women admitted they consented to the pills that he gave them. So how can you say that you're a drug if you agreed to take My it? My whole thing is, even like a lot of those cases, them women knew he was married, still went to his hotel room, and then died into all this stuff. Right. But you knew he was a married man, like you shouldn't even de- dealt with him. So I say that to say that, like you knew what you was going in there for, like you was doing it. Because that's the thing, if you have the knowledge of the person, yeah, you and you're doing it for your career, that actually, like, you know, it makes people question your character, right? Yeah. Even though, like, you know, you are trying to preach your testimony and stuff, like, you know, that what you went through, it makes people question your character. Yeah, I can definitely agree with yeah. that. I do feel, though, that sometimes it's a matter of topics being more, like, accessible in a sense that some things over time you're able to express in public mm-hmm. and actually get support for versus at a certain point in time. I'm not saying that it's that's the case for it, but I mean we, we do also, have a lot of taboos now. Like you know, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that isn't really like spoke on. Yeah. Or isn't like paid attention too much, mm-hmm. you know. Because yeah. if you look at like, you know, um, an example like, you know, some comedians, you know, their topics, you know, a lot of comedians usually will have like the same topics when it comes to jokes and it's censored around what's going on or what's popular. So like, you know, that's playing on the taboos because like a lot of stuff isn't, spo- a lot of stuff isn't allowed to be spoken on. Yeah. So that's just how like, you know, society is. So usually like, you know, around the time that it may like that it is happening, you may not be able to convey it to people because it's not the right time because no one really like pays attention to it. It's a taboo. Nobody really wants to hear about it. Mm-hmm. But as time progresses, then you will be able to speak on it. Yeah. So unfortunately, like you know, that's that's just how everything is structured. That's how everything is set up. That's how you know, you know, the society is. So when are we talk- gonna talk about reparations? Cause <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about that forever. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm saying, like, forever. hello. You hear that, Bernie? Oh. Reparations. <laughs> I don't want to talk about reparations. <laughs> reparations. I think you we just need to have a war. Everybody clear student loans. <laughs> clear, clear student <laughs> loans. Yes, clear away debt. Take all the student loans. Yo, just, just clear all the debt for black people. All student loans. African free college. Okay. Of course, of course. For melanated people. Mm-hmm. Free college. Well, then you're going to have a problem. And then also said, business loans. They say everyone has melanin. Mm. Yeah. Everybody now, everybody does. wants to have that 2%, 10%, 3%. Oh, Lord. But as the original people, like, who, who do it better, you know? <laughs> who do it better? They're melanin, though. All right, so are you going to talk about yourself? Okay. All right, so... Me, it's, it's hard. <laughs> okay, so 
I started creating my company and pursuing a podcast because I've been meeting like a lot of like-minded people that, you know, I've instantly been connecting with and, you know, we, we never really had an outlet to express ourselves on. So as far as my company, Midnight Entertainment, like, you know, that's for like, you know, people that's tired of like, you know, the regurgitation of the same old comic books over and over again. They want new stories. They want new characters and everything. Um, as far as the clothing, it is basically like, you know, just to support people, to bring messages to people, to make people feel good about themselves. Um, and then for, you know, the podcast, it, it took a while to like, you know, actually like, you know, pursuing everything because I'm, I'm trying to get everything else together. But we need a platform to be able to express ourselves and connect on. So I ended up, you know, finding like-minded individuals that though we come from different backgrounds, we're actually kindred souls. And we're able to sit here and sit down and have these discussions with one without even like, you know, being mad at each other for like, you know, our opinion um, or just the way we look at things or how we view the world. And, like, one thing I've always said is that, you know, that's that's the difference between, like, you know, a discussion and a debate is that when you're debating, you're standing your ground. You really don't care what the other person had to say. You're just trying to, like, you know, say, get you know, what is from your, yeah, get your point across. Go from your perspective and right. stuff. But when you're having a discussion, you're actually listening to the other people. I wanted to be able to sit here and reach other people you know, that are feeling the same way but don't really have anyone to talk to or, like, you know, are at a certain point in their journeys and actually need people to sit here and connect with and to speak with and reach out to. So that's why I do what I do. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. You know, we appreciate it. And I also want to, you know, thank my lovely cast for joining me here today oh, thank you and be thank able you. to speak to everyone and awesome opportunity know. awesome opportunity yes, appreciate thank you. it appreciate it but that's deep rooted for today i hope you enjoy it looking forward to the next time that we can sit down and have a discussion with you hope everyone enjoys their weekend peace and love peace and love peace.